Right, what's up guys welcome to this episode of the g team podcast the g team is a group of young people dedicated to providing people with the knowledge to make the most of their life sharing practical ways to maximize productivity and offering support to those who need it to create a more fulfilled life my name is peter and i'm olu and we're your hosts for this podcast thanks for tuning in and i hope you enjoy listening welcome to another episode of the g team podcast i'm olu tony Masaki, and i'm here with my good friend harry brooks um, today we're going to be talking a little bit about education, about the value of education, and the key question today is, is university worth 9k a year? So Harry, do you want to just quickly introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Harry. I uh, in Olatomi for a long time, and now he's in, um, he's doing his masters, and I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a uni dropout, so uh, it's going to be interesting for different opinions here. Yeah, so we'll just get straight to it. Like, what do you think, Rosie? What about um, university being 9K? Yeah, do you reckon that's the right price? Is it worth it? Well, like anything that, you know, any sort of large question like that, the truth is always somewhere in the middle. And it's mm-hmm. always going to be the case that some courses are probably worth well more than nine grand a year. And, the, and there's plenty that aren't going to be worth anywhere near that. So, I think the main issue is that it all costs the same. You know, your uh, medicine degree from Cambridge is going to cost the same as your, your art history degree from from Lincoln. You know, it's um, so, so you've got this huge range of courses and their value and your job prospects after university, but one price fits all, which I don't think is really uh, really right. Yeah, exactly. And then obviously, it comes with so many issues. Fair enough. Like you might be learning certain skills whilst you're there. But then, you know, you, you see people graduating with a crazy amount of debt, not just from um, tuition fees, but then there's also your maintenance loan and everything sort of stacks up. And it's hard to sort of quantify whether it's worth it. Like a few years down the line, are you investing in a way to allow yourself to earn more money in the future? So like, I've got a couple of stats. It says like the average, the average graduate from a UK university graduates with 44,000 worth of student debt, 44K. And if you compare that to what most people's salaries are when they when they immediately leave, it doesn't sound like a lot. Further down the line, and this is like something that I just found out, it's it says that you can earn 100 million more whilst you're working than your mm. They might not have gone to university. So when you subtract that that five hundred million, sorry, that five hundred thousand from uh, the forty-four, it doesn't seem too it doesn't seem too significant, does it? Yeah, you you definitely left with a uh, with a net gain there. And I think that I think one of the difficulties is a lot of the skills people learn at university and what they're taught isn't directly transferable to the job that they're later you know, the, the career they later choose. Mm-hmm. And you can't really blame universities and you can't blame students for that either. You've got to look at, you know, why are these businesses so set on having every one of their employees having a degree when yeah. in reality, what they've learned at university isn't directly related to the job that they're going to do. It's, it's, they're sort of proving that they're, uh, you know, and it, and it makes sense. It's like any form of education. They're proving that they're, they're capable of doing something difficult and they're capable of learning, they're capable of operating at this level. Yeah. But I'm not convinced that that is the most efficient way to get people into doing jobs and being being good at them on day one and 
yeah moving towards the career that way and i definitely agree with you there like just from my own personal experience at university a lot of it kind of felt like you know i'm just checking some boxes or i'm just yeah. jumping through some hoops and then you know at the end of all these these boxes checked and all these hoops i've jumped through i'm going to get this degree and that's just like it's going to be my ticket to getting a good job but it doesn't feel like i've, I've done too much tangible tangible work there's not something that um, you know like re revising for all these exams it, it, it's cool fair enough i'm gonna i'm gonna have my, have my fun throughout the semester do my revision in the, in the last couple of weeks uh, do all right in my exams, get my degree, and then not remember a lot of that knowledge like, later on. And that's just kind of how the system works, like you said. And you mentioned, you know, that sort of the idea of preparing yourself for for work, for work in life, and like how it's actually going to be when you're in there. And I think it's important that people sort of understand that there's other options. I think, you know, I don't know what it was like what you thought school was like in terms of presenting other options but I think there's so many other things that you could do before you even consider university obviously things like apprenticeships and um, you know even just taking some time out like you did um, yeah just to sort of gauge a little bit, a bit of a better idea of the things that you like the things that you might want to do in the future so like for you for example what would you say like the key things that you, that you might have learned like in your year out and like, do you think that was useful when you're making decisions like once you'd entered university yeah definitely i think it sort of um gave me an appreciation for life outside of education because mm -hmm. if you if you do your a levels you start school at, you know five years old you leave at 18. I, I think it's 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 often a mistake for most people to go straight into education because you don't really know what the alternatives are you might not have even thought about a life outside of education at this point because when you're at school it feels like it's going to go on forever and then suddenly you leave school and if you don't go to university then you there's pressure on you to get a job and support yourself a little bit and mm -hmm. i think taking some time out of the education system can definitely sort of ready you for it a bit more and you can you can you can get a job you can earn a bit of money and you can decide you know no i want to do more education i really like my studying i want to do this i want to do that or you mm -hmm. can say no you know I've, I've made my own money this year i've got some experience maybe you've got a promotion and i want to want to carry on yeah definitely and like would you say you definitely recommend so after after that like period where you know you've gone through those 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 first years of education from like five to eighteen, would you say that it would be a good idea that we recommend to our listeners, like, you know, if you have that opportunity to take some time yeah. out and you know, just learn a little bit more about life at large. Yeah, definitely. If you're lucky enough to to be able to do that, and I think it's really, really helpful. You, you, you'll just find out so much more. You'll know what sort of being an adult is like, because you, you go to university and for the first time in your life, you've got this this independence for a lot of people. Um, but I feel like not being in university, you sort of see it, it's sort of a semi-independence, which, which I guess is why a lot of people like it, but it's not, I don't think it's as helpful a bridge to the real world as people kind of think it is at the moment it's, it's like you said it's all these companies like they have it as a requirement and now it's 
it's almost like you know if i don't do it then then what what am i supposed to do but like, exactly. if, you, if you just go back to you know the 9k specific question i've got some interesting stats in terms of like university so when we talk about it being worth nine thousand pounds a year like what does that really mean that's the price of university in the uk and if we compare it to other countries like we're talking about like the uk is probably one of the most expensive um expensive countries in terms of like getting getting yourself a university degree the only country that sort of is more, way more expensive than the us and that's with yeah. private universities after that a lot of european european countries are free in fact, even in Scotland, I was talking about the UK. In Scotland, it's free for <laughs> students. So it's like, wh where does this, where does this sort of value come from? And is it purely what you're learning, or is it, you know, I mentioned for me, it, it was checking boxes and jumping through hoops. And you could yeah. probably make an argument that when you're in a sort of, when you're in that working environment, that is a lot of what you're actually doing. It just like proving that you know I can I can I can suck it up I can just do what the admin's saying and like yeah, sure. it, I don't know what, what would you say like the the real thing that you'd be learning is and you know we'll get on to what you've been doing like since you left university and I want I want you to just like give a quick comparison between like you know your experience of learning new things in university like that first sort of term compared to like out of university and like how much you, you'd say you've become educated? Well, I think I, I've definitely learned more post-university, but bear in mind I, I wasn't there for long. Um, and, I, and I think one of the things I've learned is it, all of the things that have helped me post-university None of them have been particularly academic skills. It might have been stuff I learned in education, like how to talk with people, how mm -hmm. to argue point, how to convince people, but none of it was was directly stuff that I learned from the textbook. And I think we've all got that friend where, you know, they might not have been super bright at school, but they're mm -hmm. so good with people and they're so charismatic or, you know, they're so good with computers, something like that where you just think you are going to be successful mm -hmm. and it, it'll be independent of your academic success because that is that is a minute part of what most jobs require now if you're going to sell something you've got to be able to talk to people and you know flirt with them <laughs> you know <laughs> chat <laughs> yeah yeah um but you know going back to what you said about the start about the uk having one of the highest um university costs i think historically it's, it's probably because the uk has had it, it, it has been respected as one of the best places to get an education it's mm -hmm. it's one of the uk's yeah. biggest exports is education so it it sort of makes sense that they're commanding that price for it but then like i said earlier the issue is that institutions that don't really command that price are still still charging that price yeah exactly like you said earlier you know it's every single university they're charging the same price and like every course as well and they're probably not delivering the same value to their students. Mm. So, yeah, there's an issue there. And then you can go on to other things, like, for example, international students paying like three times as much as, as home students. Where's the extra value there? The, 
But in the past 10 years, the amount of Chinese students, international students in the UK university, that's tripled. And I guess it, it comes down to what you just said, you know, in the UK, you truly have some of like the best universities. If you look at you know the world rankings, it's always going to be the UK and the US up there. So it does it does beg the question is how much of that is just sort of based off reputation and how much of that is based on mm. you know the real the real value that's being added to these students that you know are sort of pushed through pushed through these institutions. But yeah. I think I think like you're talking about Chinese students. I think culturally in China there's mm. there's a there's a real big respect for having an English education. And yeah. I think probably yeah. in a lot of cases, it sort of stops there. If you've got an English education, that's good. And mm -hmm. I suppose for a lot of the Chinese students, that's what they're paying for. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. It's just like there's another sort of question that comes into mind. Um, obviously, the price hasn't always been that okay. okay. But about um, 10 years ago, it was more like a 2, 3K level. Before that, mm -hmm. like, you know, talking about. 30 years ago, it was, it was free. There's, there'll be questions around that. Is it affecting, you know, students from sort of less privileged backgrounds, their access to university? Um, but surprisingly, well, I think it's due to the student loan sort of whole concept and everything. The amount of students that are going to university is increasing year on year. And Although the, the raw number is increasing, unfortunately, there's, there's still some dis differences. And it's like, should everyone sort of have the same sort of access to, you know, to, to be able to go into higher education? Do you think it's like, it, it's fine that, um, you know, for example, like, it's, women are 35% more likely to go to university than men. So like, there's, there's just like, there's these disparities. Um, if you're in, if you're coming from a, a less economically developed area within, within the UK, you're so much less likely to be able to get into higher education. Then we, we talked about like how now it's a requirement for jobs, for many jobs. So like, how do you sort of give these people that might not have the best opportunity in life, how do you give them that opportunity to sort of improve their situation? If there's just this limited access to to higher education, which will then give them access to better jobs later on down the line. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but the um, the student loan system is good in the it's designed in a way. No, no one, it's not like America. No one leaves uni and they're crippled by their student loan. You ain't you only pay it off when you can afford to, and it's and it's a small amount. Um, but saying that, obviously, being at university is expensive a lot of students don't have time to work depending on their contact hours and stuff so that, that, that can be more challenging for uh, for people for, who are from um, more more challenging backgrounds um, as you said women are more what we say 35% more likely to go to yeah. university but yeah. but you can see right from right from preschool to university women just in general perform better at education and there's but there's been so many studies where they've, they've tried to try to work out why that is and, and they sort of gave up in the end and said well the women must just be better at it They're, they must just be more intelligent at this level <laughs> yeah it's also like you know it's going to be could it be something to do with the system like might just be better at you know 
uh, like, like I said, just checking the boxes, jumping through the hoops, who knows. But anyway, I don't want to speak too much on something that I'm not. <laughs> not <too laughs> <early Yeah. on. laughs> but yeah, like, it, it all comes down to this sort of value of education. You mentioned before like, sort of soft skills that, that are kind of you know, more relevant later on in life. Um, like, would you be able to like, touch on that like, a little bit more specifically? I know you mentioned you know, people skills. But yeah, like, how would you say that helped you? Obviously, while we were at school together, we uh, we did a lot of debate club together. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which was fun. Um, and going forwards from that, now I really think that I, I deal with a lot of a lot of my customers now, and mm. you've really got to try and strike the right tone if you want to keep true to your brand. And mm. that's something that really helped me because I could. I could identify what they wanted and, and 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 know what they wanted to hear from me and how they wanted to get it. And like, that's that's one of those soft skills that's that's been really useful to to just be able to talk to people like that. Mm -hmm. And then right back to so just a bit of context. I I, I run an e-commerce store now, um, and that's especially at the start. I, I had to do everything, and I really found myself probably for the first time using skills that i learned at school i was i was making you know designing emails and stuff and trying to be persuasive and using using things i learned in gcse english and gcse RCT. and that actually was felt really really rewarding because i was like i learned this stuff stuff at school exactly like this and i'm putting it into my work and it and that felt really valuable yeah. but i'm not convinced like we said earlier that everything you learn at university you, you will go off and have that mm -hmm. have that future experience with yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm with you there. It's, it's not. It's definitely not everything. Like there's certain modules that I can't remember a thing about. If I'm being entirely honest, it was those first year modules when you're when you're not quite serious enough. But um, you can probably say the same thing about school. But there's there's plenty of stuff. You know, when you're in the music room and you're just pressing the DJ button, you're not really picking up the skills. <laughs> but like it, it, there's. I, I guess, like uh, like I was saying before, I'd still I'd still argue you know, that there are certain soft skills that you, you can still pick up. You know, learning how to communicate is it, something that a lot of people will just choose not to do. But like, I think that's kind of the beauty of university in a way. Like you, you're put into this institution with, with access to so much information, so many resources, like some of them. Like it could be like world leaders in the field of like that they're that they're in, and you don't necessarily have the same access to all these things when you're outside of university. So, for me, like that's kind of where the value is. It's it's in the opportunity, but the individual then has to make that decision. Like, am I gonna go out and, and do X Y Z? Like, am I gonna you know join these societies so I can meet new people? expand my network make good good like lifelong friends am i gonna you know after the lecture am i just gonna rush out straight away or am i gonna like speak with my lecturer speak with my peers like discuss what's, what's been going on like you know take into account the things that i found interesting or you know you know there's, there's there's so many examples of things where a lot of people will just avoid um avoid the opportunities and just like not take advantage of them but uh, for me, like that's where that's where the value is. It's it's not 
it's not necessarily all I'm getting this so I can get a good job. But for me, it's you know, it's the people that I've met, um, and that that can be you know, fellow students, or it can be um, academics like lecturers, for example. Yeah. So I, I suppose what you're saying there is, it's like a lot of things. You get out of it what you put in, mm-hmm. and I suppose if all the students are charged nine grand a year at university yeah. and half of them just shoot off straight after the lecture and, and do the minimum then and the others are taking all of these all of the opportunities that are available to them and you, you suppose i suppose you're making university more valuable to yourself there and yeah you, you couldn't you couldn't do the bare minimum at university and then and then complain about the cost of it because exactly. other people are on the same course as you and we're doing all of these extra things mm-hmm. yeah um Obviously, you can you can say like a similar thing with loads of di- different situations, but it's just I I found anyway that like universities specifically like I, I'm I'm kind of in awe of the things that you, know, you get access to when you're a student. And like, for example, well I'll just say this: it hurt it hurt when I when I graduated from Loughborough and they just deleted my student email. No more <laughs> no more of the discounts. Obviously, that's a minor thing, but the discounts, it, it pains me. I can't go back to, to paying £10 a month for my Spotify. No way. <laughs> but yeah, it was, um, it, it was it was always just like the, the sheer access to, to information resources. For example, labs, like, if, you, if you're just like, if you're not at university, like, you're not going to get access to like some, some high-tech like, um, resources. For example, I know this is more to do with like sort of STEM subjects, and that's just where I've got experience from, like because I'm doing engineering. But you know, we're working like in some of like the best fluid mechanics labs in the country. You get people that are researching with with other, you know, academics all over the world. So it, it's always just interesting to see like you know what what can you put in, and I, I think the main difference between uni and like school for me is when you're at school the teachers are there they're on your back they're like you need to get this done you need to be doing this you need to be doing that but and so you're, you're gonna get you're gonna get a certain amount of value sort of guaranteed from that because you're forced yeah but yeah with uni it's a, it's a lot more like like, like you're saying you get out where you've been so the people that aren't taking advantage of the resources they're paying for the people that are taking advantage yeah yeah but i suppose that you're saying you stem um students you get you get mm-hmm. access to these labs and stuff but there are a lot of degrees probably even at loughborough as well mm-hmm. that didn't actually require as much hands-on hands-on work and yeah. you know you were paying nine grand to use some of the the best labs in the country and you've got students there who are paying nine grand for pretty much just a powerpoint education yeah uh, and you know what you raise a good point and we can like can even bring it back to last year for example covid for the vast majority of students in the country like you said you, you were getting a powerpoint education but not only that i, I remember like the, the, the moment i realized like uni could potentially be a scam was when it was when like I'd search on I'd search on YouTube like my the name of my module and I'd see like a professor who's just like gone through the module basically like topic by topic <laughs> and explained it in YouTube videos <laughs> and at that point I was I would be getting literally the exact same education that I was 
like from from the university, but, but from YouTube. Because during COVID, I didn't have access to the labs. I wasn't going in tutorials in person. And it, it raises the question. So same, same like by normal standards, university is worth 9,000. Like, where does that value go when you're, you know, you're sat at home in front of a computer, just watching videos on demand? It's pretty much like YouTube. I, I was I was asked the question before, like how how much would you value like last year? I, I personally said like oh I'd cut it in half. Like that this was just like the first thing that, that came to my mind. But then questions were asked like what is the reason that you go? Like what are you actually what have you signed up for when you when you say you want to go to university? And pretty much for everyone it, it's the same thing is to get that degree at the end. So it's like, does the delivery, how much does the delivery of the education actually matter? Like, mm. It's a bit of a, it's a, it's a tough question to answer. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I suppose that asks the question, are you, if, if all the information is already there online, are you just paying to, to sit the exam and yeah. say you've been there? If you can get all of that, all of that learning done elsewhere, it does, does make it seem a little a little harsh if you're paying nine grand to have someone else deliver it on a video <laughs> yeah and I, I guess it's, it's the proof it, it's the it's the you know it's it's certified that you have that knowledge that's the i guess that's the only the only real difference you know uh, my, my, my dad used to always say for example you know, like if I, if I were messing around too much in school and like you know this the teachers don't know you know for example, they don't know, like, if I'm say I'm really good at maths, say like I'm an excellent mathematician, but I go into school and I just like, I don't do my exam, I don't, I don't want to do anything like this. Like, the teachers aren't gonna know like how good I am. Same way, say you could be, you could have done all of the, the courses you want on mechanical uh, engineering, you could do it all on like history, you could do it all on English literature, whatever. You can have that knowledge up here, but it's like, where is the proof? And like, this is, I'm talking about, um, you know, proving it to employers, for example. And it's like, I guess that is, that is literally just the value. That is it. And it's a shame that that's like the way the world works. But until you can like get a little device that, that shows someone's level, <laughs> their, their education level or their knowledge about um, a particular task or topic or subject. It's probably just going to be the the only way to sort of sort of prove that you have that knowledge, and like, I, I guess that's where the value comes comes into it. Which is more of a systemic issue than one with universities themselves. And mm -hmm. um, you know, talking about how much it costs as well. I think I read earlier about around they expect around forty percent of people to not not pay off their student loan, mm -hmm. and. You know that asks the question those people from more disadvantaged backgrounds that perhaps couldn't afford to go to university they've gone into work straight away they're paying taxes straight away mm -hmm. and are they are they paying for the uh, <laughs> are they paying for the education of these mm -hmm. other people yeah that's a that's a good point I, i'm not i'm not entirely sure where like sfe student financing gets their, their money from but like it's it's a it's a good point like if you're not if the loan's never repaid, repaid I, part, I'll just like... Someone's paid it. Yeah, someone's paid it. Yeah, yeah. And then 
there's also the issue of interest as well. Like the interest is on the loan. I'm just gonna like quickly talk through like people that haven't done their student financing and application ever before. I find it so suspicious. You basically have to sign off saying they can change that loan <laughs> like at any point in the future, can change the interest, they can change like the rates, everything, they can change like you know the terms and conditions, and you just have to sign it off. So like the whole sort of money issue there, I, I do find a bit strange. But like you said, someone is going to be paying, someone else is going to be paying for it. You may not have, well, may not be like receiving the benefits of that of that loan. Yeah, Definitely interesting, but yeah, I'd say the main the main thing that I advise the people is to just not jump straight into it. I don't don't just do it because that's what everyone else is doing. Don't do it because like, that's what the teacher says you should do. Don't do it because it's what your parents say you should do. Like it definitely has to be your decision. Because like, like we've already spoken about, it's a huge, huge financial commitment. It's a huge commitment of time as well. You know, three years at, at this age, like we're still pretty young. We could we could be doing other things. But um the, the main thing is to look to consider your options. You know, like university uh, schools won't always recommend the other options, but things like apprenticeships, um, you know, even just like going abroad if you have the means to do so, picking up new skills. And you know, a lot of companies do have opportunities for you to to go in like at, straight out of um, year thirteen or year eleven. You can and they'll actually pay for your degree. So it's it's good to like sort of look look at look around at different opportunities. Make sure you're aware before Definitely. you jump into it. If you were gonna spend thirty thousand pounds on anything else. Mm-hmm. you know aside from education you'd shop around you'd look for the best deal you'd see exactly what you're going to get because it's a huge definitely. commitment but I, I think definitely at age 18 as well and, and the way it's presented to you you don't really think of it like that but if, you, if they've given you thirty thousand pounds then you might think right well there's a there's a way i could invest this that's maybe better than university i could do yeah. you know 30 1000 pound courses online and <laughs> Definitely. There's, there's, Obviously, there's, no, no, one, no one will finance that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. You, when you've got like James Dyson, I think now he's got his own university, hasn't he? Yeah, and Dyson he's, Institute. He's actually, yeah, and he's training all of his own, his own graduate, well, not graduates, to uh, to be able to do his job. And I think, mm-hmm. I think in the future we're going to see a lot more of that. A lot more private companies are going to say, right, no, we're just gonna we're gonna pick these people and we're gonna we're gonna educate them ourselves because. The problem with more and more people getting degrees is, you know, free market dictates it's just going to dilute them. They get less and less valuable the more people that have them. Mm -hmm. And then that might push you into doing something that I've done. (laughs) You have to get the next level of the degree. So, no, I'm joking. It wasn't a panic master, I promise you. It wasn't a panic master. (laughs) This was planned and thought out. But, um, no, like like you said, it it sort of reduces the value of, of the original and just having that, that degree and it, and it can push certain people and like this is something that I see a lot you know you're in university it's 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 not that it's easy but it's it's comfortable and like that's that's that is what leads a lot of people to go into the panic masters and in, and then in turn like you're spending another year doing something you might not want to be doing 
and you're increasing your debt at the same time. So it's just yeah. all these things that you have to take into consideration before you make that big commitment. But yeah, I was just wondering, uh, Harry, gonna sort of close it off here, but do you have any closing remarks? Do you have anything that you want to plug? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if any listeners have any uh, rabbits, guinea pigs, or small animals, then uh, Happy Hay <laughs> is my uh, <laughs> my e-commerce store for uh, for hay and the like. But uh, it's a bit niche. I don't think there's many university students that are uh, nurturing their own own pet rabbits and their horse. <laughs> <laughs> and any closing remar- remarks regarding the topic? Um, I think just be really considerate about the decisions you make and don't rush into it. You know, the, the world of work isn't that scary. You don't don't go to university if the only reason is you want you want to put it off because, you know, don't get me wrong. You might get a job you don't enjoy straight away, but that's three years where you could be networking and looking to find something that you do really enjoy. And by the time that your friend leaves university you might have gone through two or three jobs and actually found one you've really settled into and you're really enjoying and you're really climbing the ladder at it so just be really considerate about your decisions and don't don't just do things because it's the norm yeah that's great advice that's great advice and i absolutely second that but yeah we're going to leave it leave it at that for today but yeah, thanks for listening and hopefully see you next time. Well, we won't see you, but hopefully you'll be listening. <laughs> All right, take care. Thanks for listening to the GTM podcast. You can catch more episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and more, where we try to build our lives one step at a time.